I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. It comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open already. So 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to uh, help you out with your issues. So I've got some news here for us uh, to bring up. Hey, Bob, even though I told you the answer, (laughs) there was a study that was done by Ford Motor Motor Company because they want to get into electric vehicles. And they want to know know, just how much people understand about, yes, electric vehicles, EVs. And what do you think, How many, what percentage of Americans still believe that electric, or do not even still believe, believe electric cars, in spite of their names, still need to be filled up with gasoline to run? What percentage of Americans? Do you want my first answer, my second answer, or a third answer? The second answer was probably fair, because the first answer was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 50%. You're, you were close. So the, the embarrassing answer to this is 42% of Americans think you still put gasoline in electric vehicles. And you uh, you know why I think that is? Why? Because of the Chevy Volt. Oh, Chevy That's, screwed it all up for everybody? Well, no. It's an electric vehicle yeah. that you put gas in, and it runs an engine that does not drive the car. It runs a generator that charges the batteries. That is confusing. Yes, it is. It is confusing. Although I've only seen maybe two volts on the highway in my life. Oh, I see them all the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So you I'm think... out on the road a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, I am too. But you think? Uh, okay, you think that was the, the confusing factor? I think so. I mean, I mean that makes sense to me. All right. Now you're giving the American people a, a little bit of credit there. That's fine. Forty-two percent though feel you still need to put gasoline in your electric vehicle, and of course the answer is you don't have to put a, a, any gas in your electric vehicle if it's designed as an EV. Volt is not. It's some sort of hybrid vehicle. Assuming you got to plug it in, well, that's the other thing. A lot they hide the little plug-in, you know, place where you plug it in, right. with a door that looks like a gas cap door. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would all look like that, I guess. But I guess you need some sort of plug. No, uh, Tesla hides it. You can't find it. I I tried to find it on a, somebody we know's uh, Tesla. And <laughs> couldn't I did find couldn't find it until one day I walked in. And it was on the charger. Uh, <laughs> so that's where they hid it. Try to find a door handle on a Tesla. Good luck there too. Uh, but okay, well, Ford is a little, uh, you know, dis- dis- disheartened by this news. Now, the, the, I found it kind of funny, and of course, and and if you look at what Elon just trolled Porsche about, Porsche's got their new uh, Taycan that's going to be a big competitor to the Tesla vehicles. It's a electric vehicle, uh, and it runs purely on electricity. <laughs> but but uh, Elon had the gall to kind of give Taycan a hard time because they called their model a turbo. And of course, you can't get turbo power without using gasoline or 
Or fuel. Or fuel of some kind. Yep. And Elon thought that was so funny. You know, hey, why you call your car a turbo, guys? Ha, ha, ha. Well, Elon, why don't you, what's up, what's up with autopilot, buddy? It's not autopilot. People are smashed into the back of fire trucks with your autopilot. Well, you run into a semi-truck in Florida. Yeah. It's, so don't call it autopilot. Oh, didn't you say you had funding secured too, buddy? I mean, Twitter went bonkers with all the things Elon said. Uh, and he's trying to troll uh, the folks over at Porsche. Either way, the car, the, car, the Porsche Taycan is an 800-volt vehicle that will take your, your battery from 5% to 80% in 20 minutes. Mm. So they've changed the whole, I guess, infrastructure of electric vehicles, whereas the Teslas are built on 400 volts. This is based on 800 volts, so you need thinner wires. You can do things faster. However, you still need 150000 to $250,000 to buy the Porsche. Well, you know, Elon Musk also thinks that nuking Mars is a good idea. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> but, 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 of course, you and I, the federal taxpayer, will be giving people who are going to buy 150000 to 250000 Porsches $7,000 electric vehicle tax credits. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yes, that is how this works. Um, but I'll put a link up here for you. You can read the survey and information on this survey and the other, other silly things that people thought about electric vehicles, like, like they can't tow anything. Electric vehicles can tow plenty. Um, uh, Tesla even showed how it was pulling a, a 757. I mean, the thing, the electric vehicles are just as powerful or more powerful well, than gasoline-powered vehicles. A lot of people have never uh, driven a, a lift truck, but I'd say a good proportion of lift trucks out there run on electricity. What's a lift truck? It's something you drive in a shop to pick up pallets of heavy stuff. I mean, I used oh, to forklift. drive... Oh, forklift. Forklift. Oh, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Oh. Lift right. truck. Gotcha. What do I know? So... <laughs> so if you ask me, I would know, know what that yeah. was. So what do you got, Bob, you want to bring up? Oh, I got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, over 600,000 China-made GPS trackers oh, boy. have... Guess what the password is? <laughs> well, because you already told me before the show, I know. <laughs> As a default password. One, two, three, four, five, six. There you go. Okay. Great password. Guys. And guess what? When you log into it, it's not encrypted. <laughs> well, they didn't think you're going to use the password anyway. So when you go over Wi-Fi, yeah. anybody can hack into it. <laughs> of course, they do advise you to change the password as soon as you turn it on for the first time. Right. So that's like, to be fair. Yeah. So uh, the Chinese-made GPS trackers, which can track you anywhere you go, are marketed as a way to keep children and senior citizens safe. Mm. But security researchers have found that the devices, which are being used in the U.S., uh, U.S., Europe, and other regions, have a handful of dangerous vulnerabilities. Oh, yeah. For starters, the T8 mini GPS trackers from the Shenzhen IE365 Tech mm -hmm. have 123456 as their default password. Right. They were shipped... With the same password, and that password extends to 30 other models. Oh, my goodness. In the uh, company's lineup. But again, most default passwords can be as simple as blank. They can be, you know, firewalls. They go out with a lot of passwords that are admin, and the password is blank. They're, you know, this is not too unusual. What's so special about these guys using 123456? It's a dumb password, but it's the default. It's, well, you know. You're supposed the, to change it, kids. In the Internet of Things, you know, well, people tend not to read the manual. Really? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that kind of negates that a little bit. Yeah. But uh, the other thing is, a lot of people use them. They put them on their dogs. Mm-hmm. They put them in their cars. Well, they can know where the dog is. Well, the car is a little more worrisome. So yeah, well, you know what I mean. So you can track where it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you lend the car to your kid... You know where it is. You know where he is. If your kid has one of these, yeah. you know where he's going. Right, right. All right? Well, unless he's smart enough to change the password. <laughs> well, if you have a small kid, or child, supposedly, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If, if he got, God forbid, kidnapped, mm-hmm. then you could track him down. Neat. So, anyway... So, we'd recommend you change your default passwords. It's really the moral You know, the it doesn't matter what it is. Change the default change password. Change the password as soon as you get it. Right. And give it something that... If you can't remember, write it down somewhere. Right, put it on a card and yeah, put, put it away. Put it in your Rolodex. Exactly. No one's <laughs> hacking your Rolodex in your house. If they really well, are that they, desperate, they're, then... They're going to have other problems, hopefully, when the police come in. Exactly. What else you got, Bob? Okay. Google confirms Department of Justice antitrust scrutiny. Oh, yeah. Preps Google and Facebook. from the states. Yep. The giant said it sent records to U.S. regulators. Google mm-hmm. on Friday said the U.S. Department of Justice has asked the company for information on previous antitrust investigations, mm-hmm. confirming that the federal government is looking into its business practices. Good. They, I go, well, it goes on, but they've been investigated so many times, it's like, you know, just another investigation for them. So the search giants also said it's preparing scrutiny from states' attorneys general. Mm. An official announcement of that probe is expected Monday in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. The Department of Justice has provided us information about these past investigations, and we expect state attorneys general will ask similar questions. Kent Walker, Google Senior Vice President of Global Affairs, wrote in a blog post. Mm-hmm. We have always... Uh, worked constructively with regulators and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Yep, including giving up anything they have about you, <laughs> I think. Exactly. Uh, I'm jumping down a little bit. On Friday, New York Attorney General Letitia James announced a similar probe into Facebook. The right. investigation, which will involve other states, include Florida, Colorado, Iowa. Uh, we'll focus on Facebook's dominance in the industry and the potential anti-competitive conduct stemming from that dominance, Sure, James said in a statement. Yep. So it says Google is no stranger to a government investigation. Six years ago, the FTC wrapped up a probe of the company looking into allegations of search bias. Right. At the time, the commission decided that Google wasn't violating, it, violating any antitrust Search laws. bias? I thought, that, I thought net neutrality was the big concern to make sure that we would have no issues with bias um so yeah i mean these companies have had a huge market dominance for a very long time and it's about time that something is done about it now eventually it's all going to be based around data privacy right so i i think eventually some attorney general or some lawsuit is going to actually break the internet for a bit they're going to literally flip a law or have something written in a law that is going to make facebook inoperable by accident <laughs> uh, or even Google, because uh, again, we know the dinglings that we keep hiring to to uh, make our laws I don't even know how this stuff works. But eventually, I think that's going to happen, where someone's going to flip a switch and uh, and uh, say, "Look, you can't have this data out here," and boom, all of a sudden the internet's broken. <laughs> I don't. I'm a little bit more. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Um, I, I just don't believe it because you don't believe anything's going to happen. Yeah, I'm more dubious, uh, and the reason is is that. They always seem to put the people who know the least in charge of investigating what, you know, things that they have absolutely no clue about. Right. And writing law 
about things they have no clue about. So they go to the That's people they're investigating thing. and ask them to write the law. I know. That's their special. It's like we have here that 5G council who's going to you know, grease the skids to allow 5G to come through these uh, government properties. I mean, that's like that's 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 the blind leading the blind. I mean, if you look at who is on that committee, uh, well, they had no technology consultants no, at all. None. Uh, the word technology was not even uh, understood there. So, I mean, these people who put these committees together of these folks together, it's it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, our cybersecurity czar is just a bureaucrat. Yeah, but even... they all get paid good money for their advice. Come on. I know. I mean, these guys don't even know. They don't have a clue as to what you know how to even reboot a computer for crying out loud. Let alone have it have them make law or or improve the way 5G is going to be deployed. Good luck. Real quick, before we go to a break here, more on these Tesla solar panels catching fire. In, um, this was a Bloomberg report. There is a story from some homeowners whose uh, homes caught fire thanks to these same issues that were, were related to the Walmart um, lawsuit where seven of their uh, warehouses or stores were catching fire thanks to the uh, solar panels, the Tesla solar panels, which were Solar City. And uh, this story kind of goes into very detail about how this poor homeowner is still fighting with Tesla a year later after the, they showed the burned area of his roof thanks to the solar panel. And the issues have to do with unskilled laborers putting up these roofs who don't know what they're doing. They could have been selling sneakers the week before and they're slapping panels on your roof, um, not doing a good job maintaining them, not doing, not connecting them properly. And remember, these guys were, top, were promising you know savings over 20 years. They... Did they even install the thing right to last seven years? I don't know. You know, if, if it's me, which I don't have a panel on my my roof, but if I did, I'd be a little concerned, and I would want a third party to check them out because you really can't seem to trust the folks at Solar City to actually be checking your roof because they they did send out a whole crew of 188 trucks to roll to replace some of these uh, faulty panels, but you didn't hear about that until just now or just recently. I'll put the link up here for you guys if you have a panel on your roof or you're considering it. There's some additional things you need to be aware of, and Bloomberg has this very painful story that you can read uh, about what happened to these guys and their home fires. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Ooh, that's a pleasant surprise. A little chase this morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And uh, feel free to get online. The lines are starting to ring. We've got two lines open for you. And let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Andrew and Glastonbury first. Morning, Andrew. What's up? Hi. Um, I have a question about OpenDNS. Yes, sir. Um, if it's a software program... It's not. Um, after it's installed, it should appear in the Programs and Features uh, window? No, it's not, a, it's not a software program. Uh-huh. So it won't appear anywhere. OpenDNS is just IP addresses having to do with DNS servers. So when we, when we tell you to configure OpenDNS, we're not telling you to load it. We're telling you to configure it. So there are instructions that we put on over at computertalkwithtab.com that give you a link right over to Cisco and OpenDNS as to how to set up those IP addresses. It's very easy. You can set up OpenDNS very basically, very simply, in about five minutes, if, if that, by putting it in... How do I know if I have it? Uh, I thought we installed it a long time ago, and and then we looked into the programs and features uh, window and didn't see it. So well, you, you didn't install it because there's nothing to install. Um, but how do I? How, how can I tell that, that uh, I have it? Okay, that's a great question. So, there's something called an IP updater, 
So OpenDNS can actually allow you to set up an account for you specifically, Andrew, where you can choose uh, to block certain content. So let's say you want to take OpenDNS to the next level, again, still for free. You can download the IP updater. And what that does is it says, okay, here's Andrew in Glastonbury's account. Here's his computer. And every time he gets a new IP address from the Internet provider, we're going to make sure that his wishes are followed. So the IP updater program will then allow you to go ahead and block, let's say, gambling sites or pornography or whatever you want it to block. And um, then you can go ahead and test it simply by going to a site that was, is obvious to what you blocked and or uh, there's a site called the Internet Bad Guys where you can see if it blocks it. Go ahead, Bob. The up IP updater is most useful in a laptop where you're moving to different uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi locations. Right. So not all of them may use uh, open DNS, uh, DNS servers. Right. Uh, so you can take it with you. You can take the IP updater with you with that or, again, control your entire network in your home with that configuration to say, hey, this is my wish under my IP address. I want to block these categories of Internet. So you need to have that IP updater. You get that right from OpenDNS's website itself. And we'll, we'll put the link up there for you again if you'd like to go do that. The other way to go find out if you're using it is by going and looking at your um, your network settings and seeing if your DNS IP addresses are the ones for OpenDNS, which are, Bob, what? Uh Two zero eight dot six seven dot two 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 dot two 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 and two zero eight dot six seven dot two two zero zero dot two two zero. Yeah, I can always rely on Bob. Never whip that out. So if you have those two IP addresses in your DNS boxes in your network settings, you are using the service. Uh, so with the IP updater program, um, will, will that program show me uh, how many times uh, or the names of the sites that were blocked? Um, you can log into your account and get some information like that if you're interested in, in where, what was being blocked. I think you can do that through the, um, when you log in and set up your settings. Yes. Uh-huh. But you have to create an account for Android at Glaston, in Glastonbury. You have to create an account based on your email address. Right. And then set your, your required preferences. You know, the areas you want to block, the type of co- content you want to block, uh, the malicious content you want to block. You can set that up all for free. Uh, with using the IP updater. Otherwise, you just set the DNS settings like I mentioned and you have at least a safe way to get to the Internet without that filtration, um, but you can add the filtration. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because I remember the um, the, the, the other one. Uh, K9? Um, what was that, the uh, K9? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 I think it, it did appear in the... Um, um, Correct. It did. That was a different approach to uh, web filtration. Slow the system down. It was a great solution, but slow the system down. We stopped recommending it years ago. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. All right, Andrew. Good luck. But uh, definitely easy to configure OpenDNS. It really, really, really is important to do so. Uh, You should not be these days using the Internet uh, DNS that comes from your Internet provider uh, for all sorts of reasons. Um, but OpenDNS gives you a much secure, much more secure, much more safe way to surf the Internet. It generally will not allow you to go to malicious sites because they're not seen, because you're not using their DNS to get there. Um, and then, of course, the beauty of being able to filter the Internet further for the folks inside your network, if you configure your firewall to deliver 
the OpenDNS IPs to your devices, anybody who walks within your network now will be beholden and protected by your network. So you can say, look, you're in my network in my home. You're, A, you're not going to go to these inappropriate sites, whichever you deem inappropriate. <laughs> you're the Zuckerberg of your home. And then um, beyond that, they'll be safe uh, because they won't inadvertently go to a malicious site that's going to deliver ransomware uh, to your system as well. So it's a great it's a great solution. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. So guys, feel free to get online over the news here. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about, all the news articles you brought up this morning, are posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it may get into your Facebook feed. And believe it or not, if you follow us on Twitter, I don't have any idea how any of you have any time for Twitter, but if you do and you follow Tab Computer Sys on Twitter, it those same news articles will get into your news feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we got two lines open. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I'll be heading off to the rent today, Bob. Go see some uh, some nice marching bands. It's band day out there at the rent. And uh, very excited to see that. There may be a football game that's worth watching, maybe. We'll you want to get your hot dog before it gets banned. <laughs> I doubt that'll happen. Well, that could happen. In they were this, talking about state, it yesterday. <laughs> they were talking about banning hot dogs. They were. Uh, some uh, doctor wants to tax all red meat. Oh, and, for crying! Uh, yeah, wow. they should ban it. They he calls them uh, cancer logs. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> no uh, no meat for you. <laughs> you know what? No hot dogs. No hamburgers. Life wouldn't be worth living without a hot dog, man. <laughs> I, I live on hot dogs when I'm out in the Outer Banks. That's all we live on. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to, but I'm going to go go check out the bands at the rent there. You guys can stop by too. The game starts at three thirty. Well, the festivities start at three thirty out there. There is going to be a football game happening between the band work that goes on, and you know maybe it's worth watching. We'll see. We'll see if they bring their A game. It's a big fight against Illinois. They will. They will bring their A game. Yes. All right. Let's see. Let's go to John in Woodbury next. Hey, John. Yes, um, a couple of weeks ago, you had a doctor on who was using Alexis to play music around his office. Oh, he did. Yeah, we did have somebody talk about that. Yes, and he said that. Uh, oh, he left a woman uh, in one of the rooms, and she changed the station or changed the style of music. Right, because she can just say, "Hey, Alexa, do this or do that." Right. So, does that mean Alexis is listening to every one of his private conversations with his patients? So that's a good question, and the answer is probably yes. We have heard that um, some of these uh, smart speakers, as they're called, or I would call them smart microphones, um, from Siri to Google to Alexa have been found that folks are literally listening to snippets of information on these things, and they weren't telling anybody that they were doing it. Alexa is supposed to only trigger on the word Alexa, but often people have reported that it starts talking to them when they haven't been talking to it. Well, didn't Alexa have that uh, creepy laugh? It does like, have a creepy laugh. Out, yeah. out of the blue? People yeah. would be talking. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a niece that 
she and her husband were talking about doing putting some new flooring in. Yeah. And the next time she picked up her iPhone, it was an ad for flooring. Of course, it could be. She could have said something to with, with an earshot of her Siri device as well, right? So they've had issues with Siri doing the exact same thing. You almost have to opt out of it. So it may have been Alexa or Siri or any of the other microphones they voluntarily put into their homes. I know. It just seems to me to be kind of dangerous in a doctor's office. Uh, probably HIPAA for HIPAA reasons, right? Uh, you know yeah. what? But uh, yeah, all sorts of reasons for it to be dangerous. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want one in your lawyer's office. I I wouldn't want one. Period. Um, I've got a Google smartphone, which could also have the same problem. But I've turned off its ability, I think, to listen to me. But apps, all all sorts of apps, ask your permission. You could be, you know, playing Sudoku on your phone, and it could have asked for the permission to look at all your contacts, read all your text messages, listen to all your phone calls, open up your microphone. Um, so you don't even know when you're loading an app on your phone, if you have a smartphone, which one is taking over your microphone or your video. I mean, they're supposed to tell you, and you can now, on these newer operating systems, kind of opt out of that. But don't just think it's Alexis. It's anything, anything <laughs> these yeah, days. Well, my concern was more the fact that it was in a doctor's office. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you make, you make a great point, and he wants to entertain his folks with uh, the music. He could always pump in music the old-fashioned way in a CD. Yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right, John. Thank you. You got it. Yeah, I'm not so sure the doctor was that concerned about. But, yes, he should be. I mean, somebody is seems to be listening. There's all sorts of news reports of folks listening to the data coming off of these things. And, of course, Google apologized and Apple apologized well, and supposedly, Amazon apologized. Supposedly they record everything, but then they're supposed to delete it after a certain amount of time. Oh, isn't that nice? But then in order to understand how it's best being used. Right. They need, they need humans to they listen. They need humans to listen in. Creepy. And they hear a lot of things that hmm, are supposed to be private. Yeah. Well, don't put a microphone in your house. Let's go to Dorothy in Litchfield next. What's up, Dorothy? Hi. Yes. I, you're talking about the smartphone. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I need to replace our phones. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling us uh, over the air at one point, how satisfied you were with yours. And I was wondering if you could tell us what you're using. You said it's a Google smartphone. Yeah, it's a it's a Pixel 2. That's my phone. And uh, very happy with it. And my family has been happy with theirs as well. They have uh, a Pixel 4 that is due out, uh, coming out in October. That's their next flagship phone. The Pixel 2 was their flagship as well. They also had a Pixel 3, which is more of a mid-grade level phone that's out there for folks. And I would strongly recommend you look at Google Fi for your Wi-Fi. Uh, I pay $21 a month for my cell bill. Who do you go through then? Um... Google. So Google Fi is a a Wi-Fi service, a cellular Wi-Fi service, wireless service. I shouldn't use the word Wi-Fi. Um, And that's how you – it actually leverages two different services, actually three, T-Mobile, um, Sprint and uh, U.S. Cellular, so I always have great cell service. Okay, we use we use um, track phone, and <laughs> which has been really good for us. Sure, um, that can be very affordable. Yeah, it is because we don't use it that often. But we were away on vacation, and people would call us, and we couldn't. Uh, where somebody in the same place, she had called us, and I couldn't even hear her. I couldn't. It was dead. Mm. Uh, where I had been getting her 
the same spot before, you know. So yeah. I think our phones are starting to go. My husband had trouble with his phone, too. Well, check, but, check out the uh, Pixel. If you're a track phone user, going to a Pixel 2 or a 4 might be a little more than you're going to want to spend or use, more of a tool than you may want to look at. But look at the Pixel 3s. Um, okay. They may offer you a little more affordable. Still, it's still a little expensive than a track phone. Okay, and that's Google Fi, you said? Yep, Google Fi. And we'll put okay. a link up there for you. You can check out the service. It's And the great thing about it is you turn on the data saver, and uh-huh. uh, you're not going to leak your data out your phone to pay your internet, your your cellular carrier. That's what the, all these unlimited plans are all about. Everyone's background data is just cranking through your data. And so you feel you got to spend 40 50 bucks, 60 bucks a month for unlimited data. If you just jiggle the handle, remember how you jiggle the handle on your toilet when it was running? Right. <laughs> jiggle the handle on your cell phone by turning on your data saver so that you're not having all this background data being consumed and these dinglings and these cell companies are selling you these unlimited data plans just because you can, in the background, update your your Facebook. It's it's ludicrous. You don't need to do it. Um, and then they are, again, banking on the fact that you don't know you don't need to do it. So if you check out Google Fi, turn on your data saver, I use, uh, gosh, I'm at 0.3 of a gig for the entire month, 300 megs. And I'm a geek. Oh, okay. Do you... Um is it a particular name brand phone? Google. Oh, it's called, it's called Google. It's okay. a Google Pixel. You're not giving me a hard time here, Dorothy, are you? Not at okay. all. Not at all. Is there a recording feature on that if you want oh, yeah. to record something? Oh, sure. You could record. It's got a great camera. Check out the Google Pixel 3. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. We missed you guys when you were away for three weeks. We missed you guys, too. It, it did. I did miss you guys, too. It is fun to do the show, so... Uh, it was a rare three-week window. It's never happened in 25 years. Yeah, well, that was years. good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dorothy. Thanks again. You got right. it. Take care. Yep, you Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to step out for a quick break and get back to Ross, Deborah, and Mark. Uh, one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. back. Turns out Joe, our producer, is a trumpet player from way back. UConn, right? So uh, that's kind of a nice surprise. And, and Bob's son played trumpet too. We're, we're flush with trumpet today. And uh, Joe's spinning one of our CDs, all brass, which is kind of fun for our bumper music. Let's get back to your calls. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're going to go to Deborah in uh, Woodbury next. What's going on, Deborah? Yes, good morning. I just wanted to uh, clarify something that I thought I heard you say a few weeks back, and mm-hmm. that is that if you have Frontier service, you can't do the open DNS? Nope. Is, am I remembering correctly? Nope, you're not. I would never say that. Oh, okay. You can right. use open DNS with any Internet provider anywhere, in any spot, in any place you'd like. Okay. So you could you could configure that on your computer specifically. To use your the Open DNS DNS rather than the Frontier that you would get by default. Oh, okay. So maybe that. So I do I have to cancel out my Frontier somehow? No, <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. So it's good. We'll, we'll explain it to you. So I hear you. It's I hear your confusion. So Frontier yeah. is your internet pipe. Okay, yep. they're the connection. They're that that copper wire is coming from the pole to your house, and they're giving you internet. And the DNS IP addresses that you're getting 
by default are from them. The DNS is how you translate Google from what their IP addresses are. If you wanted to go to Google.com, right? A, DN right. a DNS server takes that number, whatever Google's DNS number is, and translates it for you. So Frontier has their own DNS servers that does that little service for you. Think of it as the yellow pages for the internet. So you're going to, instead of using Frontier's yellow pages, you're going to use Cisco's open DNS yellow pages, which is a lot better. You're not going to find all the, all the bad places on the yellow pages. You're going to avoid, I'm not even going to say an industry. Uh, you're going to avoid a bad industry in the yellow pages from Frontier because they'll give you everything. They don't care where you go. Whereas open DNS is going to try to protect you from the bad sites they know are already bad. Okay. So your pipe is separate from your DNS. You can choose to use whichever DNS you'd like wherever you are. Okay. All right. So I can still do that, and I still have to pay Frontier for all the other services I get. Yes, you need Internet from somebody. Until right. until there's a competitor in the area where you're looking at maybe GoNetSpeed or other fiber competitors, if, if guys like Blumenthal and Murphy cared about giving everybody access to free and open Internet, they would make it a lot easier right. for competitors to come in and get on these polls. But somehow right. that doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I love your show. I, I learn a lot through osmosis, uh, uh, even though sometimes I don't understand all of the things that you're talking about. So, Well, thank, thank you for you listening, for your, Deborah. Thank you for your service. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, you can be, use any. You can use the OpenDNS anywhere you like. Yep. It translates the name to an IP address. Right. Simple as that. It's like the yellow pages, I think. Let's go on to uh, Ross and Haddam. What's going on, Ross? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good, how are you? Well, I'm trying to join the bandwagon of cutting the cable. Nice. And, yeah, well, I am I like the channels, but uh, the other half that uh, is surrounding my ring finger is saying no. <laughs> oh, good good for her. She's pushing you the yeah, way my wife well, pushed me. I know, so i got to keep her happy. So I'm, yep. I'm uh, you know, welcome the offer, so I'm looking into it. So my question is, is right now we have... Xfinity, mm -hmm. and we have their router, we have their box. Yeah. Um, what I'm looking at is possibly just getting rid of their router and buying my own router. So that's the question that I have. Yes, sir. Is is anything out there that's that's going to be comparable and work with Xfinity? Yeah. That that is that's going to not bump me off or not going to give me a problem when for my cable as it comes in. Now, also, my other question is is we, I live actually in Westfield, Massachusetts. Oh my gosh, you yeah. live in, you're in Whip, Whip City. Westfield. Is that is that Whip City fiber in there? Is this the same? That, yep, yep. Oh gosh, that was Ross. My question. You you that was my question. You can punt everything Xfinity and go to Whip City fiber. Well, that's that's what I was actually thinking because I did check into it and it was actually for the Wi-Fi. It is uh, for the internet. It is actually cheaper than Xfinity. It's it's so cheaper and faster and better. Right, that's right. And so, oh. my, I guess back to my question of, you know, do I need to find something that's going to work with the fiber? So they're going to give you the modem. They're going to give you the connection device. Okay. And then you're going to buy your own router. Any router okay. you like. We've linked okay. routers before. You get you, you buy your own router with Wi-Fi. I am so jealous. I can't even believe it. The, the buggy whip capital of the world, you're, you're able to get this service. I'm so excited for you. Um, get your router. Yeah, if you oh, – you're going to save so much money. Your wife's – no wonder. Your, your wife is going to be oh, – she's going to be I told you so. Um, oh, boy. 
<laughs> this is a good one, though. She just saved you a ton of money. You're going to buy a, a, a router for, let's say, 250 bucks or so. And we can put okay. a link up here for a router that I'd recommend. And, okay. um, and WhipCity's going to give you the service. And just you don't even need that. You just get the lowest fiber service they offer you. Because you can run your whole family on 60 megabits. They're going to give you probably 100 megabits for... Oh, they're, give, they're giving... They're handing out a lot more than that. That's for sure. Yeah, you don't even need it. So you want to yeah. you want to buy the lowest bandwidth they offer. And okay. then now you're going to find out what type of streaming services you want to use. Check out YouTube right. TV. Check out Hulu. Check out Sling. Well, we have, we have a smart TV, so I'm going to get one of those fire sticks, and I'm going to try that. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to try just with the smart TV alone. Sure. And uh, and just see, I may have to pay for the service for Hulu. Yes, so you did. You would. Some, uh, get some local channels. That's what that will make me happy. So well, You can get local channels, too, just by plugging in a digital antenna. Uh, you can buy a $20, $20 wire. I've heard of that. Yeah. But I, I was concerned about that. I didn't know how those were actually coming in with that uh, with those HD. Well, try it now. Alone. Go try it yeah. now. Go to, go to your local Walmart or, or Target and buy one of those digital TV antennas, plug it into your smart yeah. TV, and just have it scanned. You'll be surprised how well it works. Okay. But you won't, okay. you, you won't end up using it because you can get all your local channels with YouTube TV. I just found a great feature of YouTube TV that my son told me about because, of course, he's at UConn and he wants access to the channels. You can actually pay for YouTube TV, which is 50 bucks a month, and you can invite up to six other folks to use it for free. Wow. So he's able to stream up there in stores, and my other son's streaming, and you know they, they're all streaming there the same service. So it takes it and greatly gives you much better value uh, well, for I the service. Know, I don't know anybody else, so just you guys. So I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, you're going to save a ton of money, man. I'm so excited okay. for you. You're you're so lucky to have an alternative to the broadbands that are out there. Yeah, I would like I said they just came up there, so I was looking into it actually yesterday, and it was a lot cheaper than. Xfinity. So I was going to oh. ask you guys about that as well. And look at your bill. Look at all the FCC this and FCC that and, oh, yeah. and the rentals yeah. for all the yeah. boxes. You add all that together. It's a it's a no it's a car payment. Right now we're paying $189 a month for cable for HD channels and the box and Wi-Fi and all that, you know, yeah. thing and the services. So What's it going to be gonna for be- um Web City Fiber for the lowest pro- it was like uh, forty eight dollars or forty nine dollars. That's a hundred dollars plus one hundred fifty bucks in your pocket every month. Yeah. Every month, yep. That's the beauty, yep. and you're going to love the service. And, and Hulu is Hulu is probably what five bucks a month or something. I heard or something like that. I didn't. I don't know. I want to say it's five or ten bucks. Yes, I think it's pretty yeah, inexpensive. Not that expensive. So with the yep. money you save, you can take your wife out to dinner every month. Hey, hey, hey! Don't <laughs> hey! Don't be saying that dirty word around me. You know, and if she's listening. I, this is not who you think you are. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Ross. Good luck. You're going to have fun. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Just, I had so much fun when I gathered all my Cox boxes. I gathered them up in a bunch. I took a nice big selfie in front of the Cox store, dumping them back at them. I'm, I can't wait to get off their service. I can't wait to have it being anything but because they're, they're charging me $83 for 65 megabits. I should be paying 40 bucks. For 50 megabits. It shouldn't cost $83 yeah, for that. Yeah, but you know what? It costs a lot of money for all the advertising they do. You know, <laughs> somebody's got to pay for that. And then, you know, the lobbyists that they have in Hartford and Washington, you know, that all costs Just money. Just the junk mail I get well, from them. you know, you can't expect them to work in a vacuum. Come on. <laughs> I guess you're right. I'm so excited. Whip City Fiber. Check out Whip City Fiber. We've had the guys in here from Whip City uh, talking about their municipal fiber. They are a electric company in the buggy whip capital of the world. Uh, 
And uh, believe it or not, that now that that place has got faster internet than you name it. Some of the big tech quarters, they, these guys have faster, better internet than you know the i twenty eight i one twenty eight quarter up there in Boston, probably. So it's a no brainer to get off if you can get off your broadband and find a local competitor. And there's others out there that are trying to come into the into the state. You have to go ahead and go online and tell them you're interested. If ten percent of your town is interested in these other services like Go NetSpeed, they'll come to your town. Just tell them you're interested. How could you not be interested? Hmm. The channels you will get, you will forget them instantly. The only thing that's different about streaming versus TV, especially if you're my age and you've grown up with channels, is that we're kind of conditioned to just kind of watch the things they throw at you as the channels go by. But with streaming, you have to choose a channel. Well, with streaming, you can pause it and take a break. Yes, you can. You know, whereas with TV, it goes through, you know, and if you really need to go. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, Bob. I didn't think about that. We're going to sit back for a quick break into all your calls. We have three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about is posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook and Zuckerberg deems the newsworthy, we'll put the information in your news feed. And of course, if you're, if you're a Twitter user, I don't know how you have time for that, we'll tweet to you or if you follow us at Tab Computer Sys. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 